If you care about clean air, water, and food, and you want to see social justice for everyone, this podcast is for you. Green Divas Maxine Margot and Megan McWilliams and Green Dude Wayne Bouchard are going to dig in and try to make sense of the current political scene, especially as it relates to climate change, pollution, and human rights. We are not political pundits. We are deeply concerned citizens alarmed by the state of our government. We will try to offer rational commentary and solutions, amplifying positive news as often as possible. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the show. And another awesome episode of GDP, GD Politics. I'm uh, one of your hosts and unpundits, Green Diva Meg. Unpundits. I remember the uncola, but <laughs> I'm Green Diva Max. I'm not sure what I am at all. But, you still um, haven't figured it out. I'm uh, supposedly some kind of green dude named Wayne. You're here. But I'm here. You're here. Uh, yes. Unless you can figure out another name. So far, it's Green Dude uh, Wayne. I'm Poor Wayne. I'm going to work on That's this. your still, homework assignment for next episode. Uh, still yeah. having his identity crisis. I and know. I, and I think I'm a, I want to be a pundit. A pundit? You would, oh, he's, a pundit. So he's a pundit. He's a pundit. He's a pundit. And we're just the unpundit. So it's yeah. good. We have a balance, which okay. is all what this is hopefully going to be about. Is She's going to have to cut all this out. So I'm <laughs> just, no, I'm leaving it because it's entertainment. To That's us, anyway. Entertainment. So, you know, there's so much negativity. I'm going to underscore again that part of our goal is to bring positive highlight the positive, amplify the positive solutions, and, uh, you know, not engage in all the negative ranting that is out there. That is, I I literally have turned off the radio in the last week. I stopped because I started getting sick. My stomach was clenching. Yeah, I was pretty upset uh, (sighs) this week, I must add. It, yeah. it, it it's like, and then I, you know, when I go visit mom, who's you know going to mm. be one hundred, God bless her. Hey, um, and we try to sing the song, accentuate the positive, right. eliminate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, and, and don't, don't mess, mess with, with Mr. In Between. Well, so Weenie Greenie Julie and I, uh, one of our our sister shows here is mm-hmm. GD Spirit Pub. Right. So we were kind of lamenting on the phone earlier in the week about all of the negativity. She was literally feeling blue because of it. I said, I think we need to do an episode on how to stay positive. So I'm going to encourage you all because I'm going to post that just before this show goes out. So go back and listen to GD Spirit Pub where we literally give you some kind of cool ideas and strategies, practical ways that you can lift yourself and not engage from, you know, yeah, don't the morass. Don't be blue. The morass. Be green. We have a wonderful sponsor that I want to let you know about. I think it's really relevant for this particular show, right, Max? Absolutely. Positively. Want to get more active to help the environment, fight climate change, advocate for wildlife, reduce waste, and change policy? Postcard campaigns are a great way to help, and PowerPost makes it super easy. PowerPost is the first eco-advocacy subscription box. 
giving busy, giving busy environmentalists like you a simple way to make your voice heard. Every month you'll receive postcards, stamps, writing materials, addresses, and information about a specific environmental issue, including research, talking points, links, and other ways to help. All you need to do is grab friends, family, or your favorite cup of coffee or tea and help amplify the voice of for our environment. But wait, it gets better. <laughs> In each box, Power Post includes a few green goodies to introduce healthy products for better green living. Amplify your activism. Sign up today at powerpostbox.com and use the coupon code GREENDIVAS for 10% off your first order. Power Post. Words have power. What is the Green New Deal? Good question, GD Max. Okay, Meg, let's hear it. <laughs> so now you know that's the topic that we're going to be talking about today. And I recently spoke to Zoya Tierstein, who's a political writer for Grist, about this, and she had a good answer. It is basically a national strategy that tackles twin issues inequality and climate change. So it deals with the economy and, you know, the, the you know, the effects of, of catastrophic climate change and, and those are becoming more and more clear. So basically it tackles those two things together by coming up with an economic plan around renewable energy. So right now it's in the form of a resolution um, in the House passed, uh, it's introduced by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. So it's not really a bill yet. It's just sort of more a proposal of an idea that could later become legislation. Hey, Green Dude Wayne. I know you did some homework on the main points of the Green New Deal, a.k.a. G-N-D. Since everything's being reduced to three syllables G -N -D now, right? G-N-D, A-L-C, what is gonna be, be, <laughs> You want to tell us what those points are? So the Green New Deal is a res resolution, not a piece of legislation. It is a resolution before Congress that calls for a 10-year national mobilization that would include these 10 points of um, proposed new legislation. Guaranteeing a job with a family-sustaining wage for all Americans. Yay. Providing all people of the United States with high-quality health care affordable, safe, and adequate housing. Yay, yay. Providing resources, training, and high-quality education, including two-year community college education. The fourth one is meeting 100% of the power demand of the United States through clean, renewable, and zero-emission energy resources. Repairing and upgrading the infrastructure of the United States. Building and upgrading to energy-efficient, distributed, and smart grids and working to ensure affordable electricity. Well, isn't that something you're kind of participating in in your business, Wayne? Yes. That's good. <laughs> yay! <laughs> we like so that. Again, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm in, involved in the 10% of it. Upgrading all existing buildings in the United States to achieve maximum energy efficiency. Overhauling the transportation system in the United States to eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions in the transportation sector. Boy, do we need that. Mm. Spurring massive growth in clean manufacturing in the U.S. to remove pollution and greenhouse gas emissions 
from the manufacturing sector as much as is technologically feasible. Finally, working collaboratively with farmers and ranchers in the United States to eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from the agricultural sector as much as is technologically feasible. And that key phrase, technologically feasible, is important, and we'll get into that later. Okay. There's a lot to cover in the Green New Deal, but it's going to be something worth shooting for. So the Senate voted on it just recently, very very quickly, and I know— there's a reason for that, and it wasn't particularly good, and Max is mm-hmm. going to explain it. Of course, this is GD politics, <laughs> emphasis <laughs> on the political you know, side of this one. Um, the Senate voted on the Green New Deal to try to use it against the Dems, the Democrats, as they say the deal is costly and intrusive. Uh, hey, it wants to get rid of cows and hamburgers. <laughs> I only thought the Hamburglar at McDonald's did that, you know. And I guess I'm not somebody who loves hamburgers doesn't want to have those things removed, you know, because that would be a crime against humanity indeed. <laughs> uh, the resolution did not pass as Dems all voted present. McConnell tried to push the Green New Deal straight to the floor without a hearing. What are they afraid of? I have an answer. The truth. Right. The motion to proceed failed with every Republican voting against the resolution, along with Democrats Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Doug Jones of Alabama, Kristen Sinema of Arizona, and Angus King, an independent from Maine, who caucuses with the Democrats. The great irony here is that right after the bill goes down, the McConnell stunt bill goes down, we're going to vote on disaster relief. Hmm. Hmm. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said, Um, When that happened, do you know what's made disaster relief so much more necessary, so much more expensive? Climate change. Right? Come on. Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. Duh. Duh. (laughs) Or as Mr. Simpson at the Simpsons would go, dope. Uh, During another floor speech later that day, Schumer said he welcomes the debate that he says has gotten some Republicans to admit that climate change is real. The New York Democrat proposed creating a bipartisan select committee on climate change similar to the one in the House, a proposal immediately opposed by the Republicans. Uh, uh, Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming made various claims when she warned in a subcommittee hearing that was back uh, last month that the Green New Deal would outlaw plane travel, gasoline, cars, and probably the entire U.S. military. Really? Come on, that's such hyperbole. Where? It's crazy talk. I, I don't know how Isn't to it? even respond to uh, that quote. It, it's just insane. However, anyway. they they get that message across, and they keep hammering away at it, and hammering away at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to eliminate my car and my hamburger, and the average American says, oh, my God, this can't be good. This can't be good. No, right, it can't right. be good. Well, it's it's definitely scare propaganda. Well, they and, – and also deeming that world, you know, all a bunch of socialistic commies, you know. Well, I mean, and that, that, that gets sent out too. But, you know, there's been a lot of stuff done when we're talking about the Green New Deal, basing it on the New Deal, which was, you know, right. Roosevelt's uh, – it was right. quite, quite a program. And, and then, of course, what, you know, the Green New Deal – before we had when President Kennedy – said we're going to the moon and jfk said said this we choose to go to the moon in this decade and 
do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one that we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win. And that's something that we have to think about. And that's when everyone got together and put a man on the moon that led to amazing things that NASA did, which maybe Wayne will tell us at some point. So, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, we we just talked a little bit about the political, how this has already been jammed through and represented to the Senate. And so maybe you're wondering what your representatives in Congress are thinking about this proposal and whether they will support it or not. We encourage you to find out and encourage them if you do indeed support this. Uh, We asked our newly elected Congresswoman, Mikey Sherrill, where she stood on the Green New Deal. Well, I support strong environmental measures to um, help with climate change and to um, really make sure that we do everything we can to ensure we're not raising the temperature of the planet. You know, I'm on the Science, Space, and Technology Committee, so even a difference between a one-degree temperature raise and two degrees is is really um, incredible. So doing everything we can right now, to me, that involves great legislation that's going to be policy-based, science-based, and have the outcomes we want to decrease carbon pollution, to move into some of our our green energy technologies. These are all things that the the Democratic caucus is working on as we speak. So I think there's aspects of it that are great. And I love that it's a rallying point in the sense that we're rallying for the environment. The aspects of it that I have more concerns about are, are the aspects where we try to put everything in the kitchen sink into this proposal, because I have learned just from my short time in Congress if you're going to focus on getting legislation through in a divided government, you have to be targeted, you have to be focused, you have to build broad-based coalitions of support for it. And the broader you make it, the harder that is to do. To me, the most critical thing is we start to move forward right now on climate change legislation or protecting our planet, good environmental legislation. So early results of um, the Green New Deal are that 69 percent of all Americans are somewhat worried or very worried about climate change. This is according to a recent survey by Yale University. Uh, The highest level of concern in this survey since it began in 2008, and it's up 7 percent since 2018. Well, that's a big jump. You know, the average American is concerned about climate change. Some of our leaders in Congress and at the White House may not be concerned about climate change, but people are concerned. And just to reiterate one more time, this is a resolution setting a direction. It is not a formal legislative proposal. Let's take a look back in our history. You know, World War II took 60 percent of our gross domestic product, and we had to mobilize the country in order to win the war. What we are asking here is to mobilize the country around the Green New Deal, and we could accomplish this goal. Nothing in this resolution eliminates planes, cars, cows, oil, and or the military, as President Trump has tweeted. Accomplishing some of these goals undoubtedly would affect the industries 
that Trump mentions, and it also says we're technologically feasible. It is very inaccurate to say that the Green New Deal would eliminate these industries. And once again, the administration is resorting to scare tactics to frighten people away from some progressive piece of legislation. You know, this isn't new. In 2009, the U.N. passed a global Green New Deal initiative. This resolution uh, not only pertained to the United States, but it pertained to the rest of the world. So the Green New Deal is framed around a multiple uh, policy issues, such as guaranteed uh, jobs for all Americans and a fair wage and health care for all aiming at the special interest focused on the top 1% rather than the majority of the Americans is not the answer. The answer is fair distribution of all of our resources. The original New Deal uh, from FDR argued correctly that redistribution of resources would spur growth and lead the nation out of a Great Depression. Didn't AOC kind of invoke uh, Roosevelt in her little rant recently? Yeah, she she definitely mentioned that it's taken a lot from how that went down, which was uh, a cornerstone of, of in American history as to how to help society. AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, nailed it with her now viral brilliant rant. We don't have time for five years of a half-baked, watered-down position, she said. This is urgent, and to think that we have time is such a privileged and removed-from-reality attitude that we cannot tolerate. She told the audience that her mission is to use the initiative to spark a conversation beyond Washington about how to address climate change and harness the American economy to drastically reduce the effects of global warming through a national effort akin to what the country did during the Great Depression and World War II. So what what is the opposition to this? Like, what's the downside? I don't get it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. But that's just you yeah. and, and probably 60-plus percent. You know, the right. same. Uh, well, re- recently uh, on The View, Meghan McCain uh, tried to burn Jay Inslee, who's the governor of Washington and now presidential candidate who's running on the issue of climate change, and he supports the Green New Deal. But the plan backfired when she used ridiculous talking points like the one promoted at the recent CPAC conference, which indicated that the plan would supposedly take away hamburgers, which we said before, but hey, it seems to be a running thing. McCain asked Inslee if he would support the plan, even though it would cost $93 trillion, or to every person in this room, $600,000 for each of your households. That's insane. Uh, Inslee then politely explained to McCain that her claims were basically BS, even though he didn't use that term. (laughs) Well, this is a lot like the death panels you heard about in Obamacare, he said. We don't have death panels, and we don't have $600,000 costs. McCain likely got the figures from a report by think tank American Action Forum, which published a study claiming that reducing greenhouse gas emissions would cost $93 trillion. The study said that the breadth of its proposals makes it daunting to assess the Green New Deal using the standard tools of policy analysis. And then it just gets a little more... Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to briefly mention that Senator Mike Lee 
has a solution to climate change. <laughs> the solution to climate change won't be found in political posturing or road true signaling like this. It won't be found in the federal government at all. You know where the solution can be found? In churches, wedding chapels, and maternity wards across the country and around the world. This, Mr. President, is the real solution to climate change. Babies. Climate change is an engineering problem, not social engineering, but the real kind. It's a challenge of creativity, ingenuity, and technological invention. And problems of human imagination are not solved by more laws, but by more humans. More people mean bigger markets for innovation. Oh, my God. Really? That was said. That is kind of wacky. I say. I mean, he, he obviously hasn't heard anything about population or, I mean, that's isn't just. The, isn't the real problem that uh, we've had population explosion? Yeah. Well, it's it's <laughs> across the globe and in certain countries, it's really exploding. And yeah. in certain other countries, it's not as much. And I think he wants us to have more babies here in the U.S. So now. we can compete with uh, you China? Know. Uh, no, no. Here's what he wants. What does he want? He wants more white Babies. More Republican white babies. In order to offset the black and brown baby. Oh, man. I think you're That's pretty, crazy. I think you're pretty right about that. You know, it just, none of it makes sense. And plenty of it. Thanks, Mitch, for that quote. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So then there there is obviously opposition, and you talked a little bit about some of it. But then there's the Citizens Climate Lobby, which I generally like. But they have some kind of counter proposal. Well, yeah, they they want to have uh, you know this this bill which is is going th uh, through in in the House of Representatives. It's HR 763, and the bill has proposed uh, a fee on carbon at the point of extraction to encourage market driven innovation, clean energy technologies to reduce greenhouse gases, and they put a fee on producers and importers of fuels, and they want to have this this carbon tax dividend which would then, you know, go to administering the program, plus it would come back to us. It's supposed to, the, the, yeah, the dividends yeah. are supposed to come like back that. to us. So um, they, the rising price of carbon pollution can go a long way uh, towards but, achieving well, that, decarbonization. That could be folded into the Green New Deal because the Green New Deal covers far more than yeah, yeah. energy production you know, or emissions, right? They, they want to get a bipartisan because you know approach to this as well which is what Schumer had said also when he made that statement and so you know there's the climate leadership council also which is uh both republican and and democrats and environmentalists and they're trying to come up also with a carbon tax and that's what seems to be going so we'll see what happens. So, Wayne, you were going to talk a little bit more about the technology aspect. Well, you know, in addition to the technology aspect of this, uh, you know, we have to talk about where these resources are going to come from, how we're going to pay for this. Can the gross domestic product support this legislation? The answer is simply that, you know, we need to have a fairer redistribution of our resources in the country. The original New Deal argued correctly that redistribution of resources would spur growth and lead the nation out of the Great Depression. So the redistribution of resources today would spur growth and lead the country out of climate change. Climate crisis, yeah. Climate crisis, very well put, mm -hmm. and potential disaster. 
the good news is that much of this financing can actually pay for itself in the long run. Since we seem to be um, addicted to mid-century references, we what we need is not the Green New Deal, but a Green Marshall Plan. This has Ooh. to be a global initiative. We need to target the global 1% as well as... You know, just the American people. Well, you know, did this COP twenty twenty four do that or whatever it was? They tried. Yeah, um, right. And, and the Paris the Paris Agreement. agreement was, that's what I was, was thinking the, of. Is yeah. is is, is a, and a, you know, it's not a binding thing. Yeah, it's, you know, so that's the thing. We need something binding, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, you're on to something. Americans cannot do this alone. You know, we need the French, the Chinese, the Africans. We need the global community to participate in this. This is not a win-win strategy. If it were a win-win strategy, we would have already done it a long time ago. You know, there are going to be sacrifices, and people have to be understanding that in order to save the planet, you know, we might have to do some things that are not particularly popular. So... It, we have to close up. I hate to do it because we're just kind of starting to rock and roll. But, roll, but we'll have to roll more on the next episode. Yes, we will. We need to get. Oh, well, there's going to we be talk more. About the the no. space advantages. We'll do no. that. We'll do no, that in the next episode. We're going to talk about space advantages because the stuff that. Oh, next episode. Then I'm going to read the John Kennedy quote. Okay, you can read it again, <laughs> and, and it could be read as many times as we need to, and talk about NASA, what they have done. And how? Yeah, so that'll know, be our next show. Let's so we talk can, about we that. Can, space is yeah. the final frontier. So you have um, some final words there, Max, that you that I thought were really poignant. The Environmental Coffee House. Yeah. Which we're not sure of the origin of this quote, but I found it in this particular kind of blog, and it said, "Whoever quoted this and made this up was was awesome." Only when the last tree has been cut down. The last fish been caught and the last stream poisoned, will we realize you cannot eat money? Mic drop. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of GD Politics. We really do want to hear from you. Please find us at thegreendivas.com or write to us, politics at thegreendivas.com. Otherwise, you'll hear and see us in all the regular places. Meanwhile, stay positive, get active, and whatever you do, please exercise your right to vote in every election. Every election.